0: Hugh Bainan, the general manager of the Cells NBL, joins us. G'day, Hugh. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Ricardo. That song's now stuck in my head for the rest of the day, so thanks for that.
0: Hey, anytime. Anytime you've got Logan to thank for that <laughs> one, mate. Um, now, you, you announced your schedule for the coming season, uh, tipping off in April uh, for the Cells NBL. You announced that the other day. April 6th is the, is the uh, tip off for the first game between the Bulls and the Hawks, uh, which is great. And I guess overall, from a, a fan point of view and a broadcast point of view, uh, the big change this season is, is your tip-off times.
1: Yeah, brought them forward um, seven o'clock on the Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays, which is uh, really just a more family-friendly time. You know, we listen to our. Clubs and, and what they've been through, the teams, what they've noticed, the trends of their fans. It's also something the Breakers did a few years ago. Uh, so, work closely with our venues and with Sky Sports to see if we can make that happen, and we could. So, great news because we just see more and more a trend of younger younger, um, well, kids really coming to watch the Towers NBL, which is great and aligns with exactly what we're trying to do and what Basketball New Zealand are trying to do. And bring the sport to that generation, so it worked out nicely. So 7 o'clock, better TV time, I think, and also much better uh, going to stadium time.
0: Yeah, and and speaking of TV, uh, every Sunday night, there's going to be a game live on Prime TV uh, at 7 o'clock as well, which is great, free to air, so everybody can watch the Cells NBL.
1: Yeah, and that was a game changer in 2022. That was a Saturday night game in 2022. Um, moved it to Sunday this time just to get away from any you know going up against super rugby and, and things like that so i'm um, trying to carve out basketball's own spot on the on the viewing the viewing calendar so and the viewing schedule so yeah sunday night should be be great because it's not always the best time to go out to the arena uh, on a Sunday, on a school night. So um, we thought, let's put it free to air, that, and that's great. So, yeah, again, working closely with Sky to make that happen, and uh, really happy it has, and just trying to bring the sport to, and the league in particular, to as many people as we can.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is that it's gone strength to strength, and I th- I, I don't think it can be argued that last season was the most successful, the most visible that the uh, Sales NBL has ever been. Um, so, you know, it's how do you top that? Yeah question. How do we
1: top that? So, First of all, it's, just, first of all, it's consolidation. Uh, yeah, we have a really good year. We try not to get too ahead of ourselves and go, well, this is a trend that will be easy to maintain. Uh, we need to consolidate that, make sure we have, at the very least, just as good a year uh, as we just did. A lot of that helps you know, we, we're not sitting here and pat ourselves on the back too much. We've got everyone in basketball around the world has got the likes of LeBron James and Steph Curry to thank for for helping make the sport so big, so so accessible, so popular and so attractive to, in particular, the younger generation. Um, So it's how can we jump on that and make New Zealand basketball just as accessible and just as attractive for young Kiwis to pick up a ball and start playing uh, and also get behind the Tall Ferns and the Tall Blacks as well as the Breakers and their local South NBL teams. that's the goal it's a big one uh and one we try and chip away at so little things like moving the times and um, i think our clubs did great work last year um in terms of their recruitment and i think we're going to see as the league becomes and uh, is more attractive we'll see more and more players wanting to come home to it next year's a world cup year as well ricardo so of course the tall blacks are playing in the world cup from the end of august onwards so that traditionally uh, attracts more of the Tall Blacks home uh, because they want to come and play and be ready and play alongside teammates and in front of Tall Blacks coaches ahead of the World Cup. So all those things we hope come together and make 2023 uh, pretty awesome because, you know, 23 in particular, pretty famous basketball number. So you want to live up to it.
0: Yeah, the mighty MJ. Good stuff. Uh, all right. Mm. Well, um, we sh- I-, I do need to ask you, though. I was a little bit confused when I looked through the schedule because you know we've talked about how successful the NBL has been and it's a, a product you want to grow and and part of that growth is expansion and you know mm-hmm. two expansion teams I think the Bay of Plenty Stingray and uh the Queenstown I'm going to I'm going to use millionaires because I don't think they had a team but let's go with the Queenstown millionaires <laughs> um uh, were, were named as expansion sides I thought they were going to be playing this season is is that not the case
1: 2024 yeah, that was, so it's always been the case that they, they join in 2024. So, yeah, so they have plenty of locked in. Queenstown have got, what's the date today? 8th of December. They've got eight days to meet their condition, uh, which was just around getting their stadium up to scratch um, ahead of the 2024 season. So we'll be sitting down with them in about eight days' time and just making sure that the plans are in place to get the Queenstown event centre up to NBL standard. Um, <clears throat> and then um, we look forward to welcoming those two teams in, in in 2024 which will be really exciting two awesome venues two awesome places to go and watch your team play away um, and two venues if you're an american import or an australian import or a european import uh, pretty cool place to go and spend some time and play some basketball so yeah as soon as we announce those two teams Man, my phone and my emails have been blowing up about coaches from all around the world, players from all around the world, So how do I get in touch with this Queenstown franchise? <laughs> because um, they all want to come and spend four months in winter in Queenstown and uh, play some basketball. So, yeah, excited to bring them in in
0: 2024. Yeah, mate, I'm uh, looking forward to that. That'll be, that'll be huge. I mean, we know that Bay of Plenty are the Stingrays. Queenstown, are they are they still sitting on what that uh, that nickname's going to be?
1: Yeah, keeping that quiet, keeping that to themselves. I'm not sure whether they've either, if they haven't settled on one yet or they want to bring it out with a special marketing campaign. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, they, they're keeping that one to themselves right now. So excited to hear what they come up with.
0: Yeah, I, I remember throwing ideas around when it got announced. I think we did some phones on it. And got and I think the one, I mean, I, I, I said the millionaires is a bit of a joke, but I think one that was pretty strong. And the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. And these are colours that I don't think are taken in the NBL at the moment. But the Queenstown Lakers wouldn't be the worst. I, now,
1: yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm not sure if the name Lakers is influential, but I can tell you the colours of the Lakers have been and are definitely high on the list with the with the franchise.
0: Right. Okay. So that's a
1: chance. Any a particular name that I've heard floated around is the Yetis, um, but I'm not sure. I also know there might be a bit of um, uh, thought about maybe in, incorporating some Tāmaki into the name, which would be fantastic. Like we have in Toihi. Um, so yeah, we'll leave the name up to them. But I, I have seen a few things come across my desk with the Lakers colours. So maybe that is, maybe that's what we'll see. And, and you're right, we haven't got that. In the South NBL, it's obviously the Sydney Kings wear them in the Australian NBL, and famously the Los Angeles Lakers wear them. So it's a pretty good colour combo.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a, a very good colour combo, and it immediately, uh, you know, gives fans another team to not like, um, because you know we know how we know how well the the Lakers and the Sydney Kings are liked uh, by other fans. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, the Sydney Kings are in town tonight. Uh, they uh, in this town anyway, not your town, but in Auckland uh, to play the Breakers. Uh, it is a, a top two clash. Um mm-hmm. hopefully uh, the social media manager at the Breakers doesn't upset anybody in the, in the Sydney Kings and, and, and we get another Breakers <laughs> win.
1: Absolutely. Well, I, I kind of hope they win because I copped it last week because um, I rolled in. I was filling in with Andrew Mulligan on the commentary for the Breakers against the Wildcats game, or what forever will be known as the Corey Webster game. Um, my first time this season, I walked into Spark Arena, first time in a long time actually for me, uh, and I uh, saw Modi Moa, the Breakers head coach, and he goes, oh, what are you doing here? I said, oh. Andrew's away, so I'm filling in. And he goes, does, and I will tone the language down. He goes, goes, do you people know nothing about preserving a streak? (laughs) (laughs) So the the superstition in him came out. And then, obviously, they lost. And I got out of there pretty quickly uh, before an angry Israeli came after me. So um, hopefully they'll be back to winning ways because Andrew Mulligan's back on deck uh, alongside Casey Frank against the Kings, although it's going to be tough. I mean, the Kings have been, you know, alongside the Breakers, the standard bearers of the reigning champs. Um, They've got the best player in the league in Xavier Cooks, who we saw in the South NBL this year as well for the Wellington Saints. So uh, that's going to be tough. But um, they just didn't really find their rhythm against the Wildcats. Yep, Corey had a good game, um, but offensively, uh, the Breakers never found their rhythm. Barry Brown Jr., who's been such a superstar, um, he played well, his stats were good, but he didn't grabbed the game by the scratch of the neck like he did a few nights prior to that in Christchurch and um, didn't help a bit of foul trouble to the likes of Jarrell Brantley as well, but you know, they've exceeded my expectations this season. I'll be the first to say I didn't pick them to be uh, up around the pointy end of the ladder. I kind of had them knocking on the door of the playoffs. So to see them return to the form of kind of yesteryear that many of us remember has been just awesome to see. Um, So win or lose tonight. I think everyone's pretty happy with how the breakers are going. It's, it's uh Settle down and watch a great game of basketball,
0: I think. Yeah, no, it should be good, man. It should be an absolute cracker, actually. I see Andrew Bogart has said that Xavier Cooks is uh, ready for the NBA. We also saw uh, Homicide Williams say that he thinks the Breakers' imports are the best imports in league history. Uh, you mm. know, the old um, immovable object with the unstoppable force. Uh, what do you think's going to happen tonight?
1: I'm picking the Breakers. I think home advantage, you know, absolutely. I think having having home, coming off one of those, what you hope is a bit of a reality check game against the Wildcats, they would have worked super crazy hard this week. Um, I'm picking the Breakers. They had a whole, they've also had um, a fair bit of time off since. Um, since Sunday night's game, so it's not a back-to-back or anything. So yeah, I absolutely think the Breakers are going to get it done. I think it's going to be an absolutely ripping game. Uh, and David Cook, he's ready for the NBA, 100%. We were so lucky to have him in the South NBL this year. What a fantastic bloke. Like, an incredible character, awesome role model, fantastic athlete. Um, so I wish him all the best, uh,
0: just not tonight. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just not tonight, mate. Just not tonight. Uh, and uh, quickly before I let you go, Hugh, um, I'm looking at the Western Conference standings And I tell you, people in Sacramento must be getting a nosebleed. The Kings are at fourth. What (laughs) happened?
1: Oh, it's a brave new world, my friend. Um, I'm one of, I would suggest, probably three or four Sacramento Kings fans in New Zealand. Um, Have been since I was 10 years old. And the last time they were good was when I was about 12 years old. Um, longest playoff drought in North American sport but we're on the way back baby. Have you seen this light the beam action as well? They've got this laser beam on top of the arena that they fire up into the air, big purple laser beam whenever they win and so now I've got a t-shirt with light the beam on it, the crowd chant it, they get players to press the button and light the beam. It's just been a whole vibe in Sacramento this year. New coach, um, they had a bit of a rebuild obviously a few years ago when they drafted De'Aaron Fox, a huge trade last year to bring in, Sabonis, controversial trade to bring in Demont Sabonis and Say farewell to Tyrese Halliburton. So um, some big decisions by some brave people. Monty McNair, the general manager, being one of them and bringing Mike Brown in this year has been great. And, yeah, there they are near the, uh, near the top end of the Western Conference and long may it continue.
0: Yes, indeed, mate. Good stuff, you uh, Enjoy that. Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks for your time, mate. Go well. And we'll talk again soon. Always a pleasure. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Hugh Bain and the GM of the NBL.